Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey everyone, Josh Neighbors here. This is the Neighborhood Watch on Crystal Ball College Football, part of the 365 Sports Network. I am your host, Josh Neighbors. Once again, thank you all for joining us. Make sure you all subscribe to the channel. Our goal, 12,000 subs by the beginning of football season. We are less than three weeks away, so we need you all to subscribe. Uh, we are less than 200 subscribers away, though, so please help us reach that goal. You can do so by subscribing today. Find this podcast wherever you all get your podcasts. You guys can also get this uh, on YouTube. Once again, wherever you get your podcasts, if you guys are not able to watch, you all can find us at NWPod365 on Twitter. You all can find me uh, at Josh Neighbors underscore, the artist formerly known as Twitter. I should say now X is where you guys can find those things. Uh, new camera today, so we're playing around with some of the settings here on that. Today's show, so we're focusing on the ACC. Uh, Florida State has until Tuesday to decide if they're going to leave the ACC, at least for right now. The reason being is that Florida State and some of the decision makers there do not think that they can stomach the television revenue gap that there's going to be between the ACC and the Big Ten and the Southeastern Conference. Florida State fancies themselves as a school that should be competing for championships every single year. And they are uh, you know, curious, well, I guess more than curious, they are worried that they cannot do that if they begin to suffer a large gap. And with that, I kind of you know, thought about this exercise of like, all right, if Florida State were to leave, if the collapse of the ACC were to happen, if eight teams were uh, going to vote and say we're done, which I don't think is likely, but if that were the case, what would be the Big 12 fits? Now, what you have to think about it is like this, right? Uh, if eight teams were to say, okay, we are leaving the ACC, you'd have to think that those eight schools know where they are going, Right. And think about the invitations. And we saw on 365 Sports, I forgot it was, but uh, one of the folks covering Clemson said, you know, they really have not received an invitation. Uh, some of these schools have not received an invitation yet. And so they can't just try and do everything they can to break it, their grant of rights. Now, I also think that, you know, it wouldn't be the smartest thing in the world just because there's a big legal battle. It's paid the conference a lot of money. ESPN's not just going to let them walk. Uh, ESPN has no incentive to let these ACC schools go. They've got Clemson, Florida State, Miami, Duke, Carolina, whatever you want to say, all on pretty favorable TV deals for a long time, right? So even Florida State, you know, Florida State going to the Big Ten is a big no-no for ESPN, right? Because why would you have any incentive to help them do that? They'd be going to a conference where you don't have their TV rights and also you'd be getting them off the cheap. The SEC, I mean, sure, they're still in your TV umbrella, but you have to pay more money for them. So why would you want to do that? Right. So why would you want to pay more money for a product you already have locked up? So you see where they are coming from on this. But you'd have to think, all right, so like if the ACC were to collapse, which schools would the Big Ten take? Which schools would the SEC take? Uh, which schools would they consider taking if they're not a for sure thing? And then which schools would be left over and which schools should the Big 12 consider? So I've broken this up into several categories. It's fun to kind of play this game, right? I know 
uh, you know, we've got our previews going on, but I thought we'd break it up by talking about a potential piece of realignment that we could see in the years to come. I don't think it's going to happen tomorrow, but you never know in the years to come. So if ACC schools were available, I've got the groups of schools that the Big Ten and SEC would for sure take, potential Big Ten and SEC, and then very available was my last list. Uh, I also had a star to signify AAU status, which obviously means something to some conferences, but ultimately I don't think it means that much. Uh, if you are watching or if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you all cannot see. I have the visual aid here up, but also I will describe it all for you. So Big Ten SEC for sure. I feel very good about these five schools finding a home in a different conference. Florida State, Clemson, Miami, Duke, and Carolina. North Carolina, that, that is. Uh, Florida State, obviously the ones you know perpetrating this. They are a really a, a strong brand, right? This is a strong footballing brand in the state of Florida. Obviously a state that very much cares about its football. They have a massive donor base. They have a very wealthy donor base that's out there right now trying to figure out ways to get them some more revenue, even so much to the point where they're teaming up with a private, uh, you know, potential private equity. So you have to factor that in. Clemson is a winning brand. Clemson's not a massive brand, but Clemson has become a winning brand. They are a school that is winning national championships. They are playing in ACC. Well, they're winning ACC titles basically you know, most years. I know the, they had the one year where Pitt did win it, but they are uh, 100% in this group, especially while Dabo Sweeney is there. Now the money is there for them as well from their donor base. So they're definitely a school that fits into this conversation. Miami obviously has the name recognition. They have not been the Miami of the past, but they are also an AAU school and they're still a very strong brand with plenty of money. Although I think there are some questions about Miami's NIL capabilities. Now that we're seeing John Ruiz is in some trouble there in uh, South beach. So that's something to keep an eye on about how much NIL money can they keep flowing into their programs with the issues they're having. And then Duke and North Carolina. And I'm not saying these schools bring a ton football wise, but I mean, two of the biggest basketball games every single year are Duke in North Carolina. They drive big ratings. They usually go deep in tournaments. They are winning national championships. And so they do provide value in that you know respect. The fact that people do watch Duke and Carolina play. I mean, especially Duke, like Duke basketball is a pretty, you know, tried and true brand. So is Carolina, even with coach K and Roy Williams moving on. And so I think that rivalry is worth a lot. And also I think they fit in with that big 10 uh, kind of academic side of things. So where those top three go, I don't know. I mean, they do want to go to the big 10 because obviously the big 10 right now, their television contract is paying out the most money. Uh, they've got those massive big brands up there. And I, I think the one thing is too, like some of those big 10 brands are a bit stronger. Uh, like I think they've got more bigger brands than the sec. Think about the sec, like Alabama, LSU, Georgia, right? I know Florida obviously does very well. Tennessee, you know, they have these, these bigger brands. But like Ohio State, Michigan, uh, Penn State, like these schools are huge. They're, I think, I mean, I think institutionally, like they're some of the biggest schools. They have big alumni bases. They're pretty wealthy alumni bases. But even like you start going down the list, like Wisconsin's, the Iowa's of the world, like Maryland has like this massive donor base, also in a major city. Rutgers, like once again, is going to put you on the television set. That's why these, they got these massive brands with big appeal 
with big outreach as well, too. I think it's why they're getting so much money. Because, I mean, there is a gap even from the SEC to the Big Ten. We have to understand that as well. So I would even posit that, you know, uh, if we're going that direction, like those schools want to go to the Big Ten, uh, even though the SEC is strong, OU, Texas, Bama, LSU, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, you know, there's still like the Missouris, the Vanderbilts, the Kentuckys, the Ole Misses, the Mississippi States. There aren't these massive um, hubs, population hubs, you know, Arkansas, uh, there aren't these massive population hubs. And so you do think about like the ratings that they draw just because like they're not near major cities. And look, there's some of those in the Big Ten as well, but also there's some of those schools in the Big Ten that have those massive, massive alumni bases that are pretty wealthy. So I think that's why you're seeing that their top brands are good. Their kind of next year brands are good. And even their bottom brands have a lot of people who are invested in kind of wealthier, uh, I guess, donor bases uh, at the same time to, you know, invest a lot in their teams and uh, kind of are all in all these big cities where, you know, that they want to get on TV. Like that's, that's kind of where their donor bases are. At least that's kind of the way I've kind of understood why the last deal for the big 10 was so big. So then we go to the potential category. And this is where the Big 12 come, should see some schools. Now, actually, let's go to a very available. Like, this is the schools I think will be available for sure. Boston College, Wake Forest, and Syracuse. I think those three are going to be available for sure. I, I don't think anybody is lining up to get them. Uh, Syracuse is a, is a private school, not large, private school in Syracuse, New York. So like, not like a you know large population base. They have a loud fan base, but not a massive fan base. Boston College, obviously private school. It's when you know all three of these are private schools and do not have the kind of uh, firepower of Miami, of a Duke. And so that's why they're listed there. Then you go to the potential Big Ten SEC schools. And I kind of listed them by what I think would happen. Um, and I don't mean to put George Tech at the bottom and then they'd be considered, but um, just like Virginia Tech and Virginia are my top two. I definitely think those two schools will draw consideration faster than anybody else would. I think those two schools, because of having the you know, DC, Maryland, Virginia kind of connection, kind of polishing off that part of the market, if you will. Uh, you know, Maryland's like available at Maryland, whatnot, uh, and it gets you into Virginia, but like this kind of gets you the entire base. And look, especially in Nova, Northern Virginia, where you've got those fan bases there, you kind of have all of that largely populated area covered. And, um, you know, I always talk about Andy Staples wanting like brands when I mentioned, you know, 24 schools and the realignment wheel that you'd want. And Virginia Tech was one of the schools that he mentioned, just from the people he talked to in the industry, TV programmers that want schools like that. And so if you take a Virginia Tech, why not take a Virginia? It's a good partner to have in that state. It kind of solidifies you. Once again, sorry, it's going off, folks, the dryer. Uh, it kind of solidifies you in that sense in that state. So I don't think it's a bad idea to go and get Virginia Tech and Virginia if those, those schools. I don't think those two schools would be available for the big 12. Uh, I think basically at that point, that's where I draw it, but I, I put them in the potential. I feel like they're more kind of towards the for sure, but because it doesn't feel for sure, I put them in the potential. So right now I feel like Florida state, Clemson, Miami, Duke, UNC are definitely going to be going places. Virginia tech and Virginia definitely, I think would find a home elsewhere. It's just a matter of uh, where else now. So I've got Louisville, Pitt, NC state, and Georgia tech to finish out the category. Pitt's kind of the next one that you think about. Like, I think they make sense for the Big Ten just because of where they're located. They're also an AAU institution, which is good. You know, it's good to have in a major American city. So I think it does make sense. And they do have some natural rivals in that area. I mean, everything from the Ohio, you know, Ohio State to Penn State, you know, to kind of just make sense for them geographically. Even Maryland's not too far away. What I will say is this, is that um, I think 
Pitt for you know Pitt for the Big Twelve would make a lot of sense too, right? I think Pitt for the Big Twelve does make a lot of sense because they can be a partner, uh, you know, for the for, uh, for West Virginia in that area, also for Cincinnati in that area as well. So I think the University of Pittsburgh would make some sense. Um, and then they'd be harder to acquire because they're in that area. Uh, but I do think it's a school that makes some sense. I'd be interested to see what the other conferences thought about this. Uh, I, I think the SEC would want FSU, Clemson, and Miami. I think the Big Ten would want Virginia Tech, Virginia, Duke, and UNC. Uh, you know, so what kind of where does Pitt fit in that? And that kind of that's kind of where I get to Louisville, NC State. Like Louisville actually makes a lot of sense in the SEC because it gets you more towards that, you know, middle of the country. It isn't an American, you know, larger or, or a smaller, I guess you could say, but like it's an American city. I mean, in SEC terms, it'd be pretty, pretty big, I feel like. Um, it's also a school that pairs up pretty well with uh, Kentucky. Right. And they also kind of get you into, you know, get you another in Kentucky, but get you to that, you know, more towards Ohio. You're going to play there. And obviously there's a lot of national brands that are in the SEC. Get you playing more games in that in that area of the country. I think it'd be good to have. And I think they make a lot of sense, too, for the Big 12. The Big 12 were able to pick them off. I think it would make a lot of sense. I think, you know, I don't think these conferences are going to go beyond adding for a piece. And I think anything at, at that point, we're just going to make the super league at uh, whatever that point becomes. I feel like the super league is just going to happen. Um, you know, I think it's, you know, if we're adding more than four, like it's essentially a foregone conclusion, no pun intended that you're just going to a super league at that point. If you're looking to add more than four schools, because, you know, NC state would make sense if you were to add them with Duke, with Carolina, they'd say, oh, Wake Forest, bring them along too. Complete Tobacco Road, probably not. But I think NC State, being in Raleigh, would fancy themselves belonging with that group. They have good athletics. They've got a good fan base. I think they feel like they would be belonging in that group as well. But they're, they don't, I don't think, bring the straight-up value that Duke and Carolina do, especially in terms of eyeballs. It just feels like those schools bring more eyeballs. So kind of that mid-tier group there is really interesting. Louisville, Pitt, and NC State is a very interesting group of three because they all bring something different to the table. Then they all bring, you know, conferences advantage. I think NC State's got the least advantages that they bring to others, to the Big Ten and the SEC. I do think they, you know, I think the Big 12, uh, you know, going kind of the, the coast to coast, that would definitely help them do that. I think they would take an NC State because just overall it's a pretty – it's a decent brand. Once again, it's a decent brand. It is in a, in a bigger city, right? So you do, you do get that along. Not Raleigh, you know, it's not a massive target for them. But it is in you know, a, a state like North Carolina where there's obviously a lot of basketball history. And um, you know I think the Big 12, too, values their hoops. We know Brett Yormark does. This does lead us, though, to Georgia Tech. If if the Big Twelve got Georgia Tech, that would be uh, you know that'd be awesome. I think being in Atlanta would be fantastic for the league. Uh, but they're just such an odd fit because they're you know I'm not saying Big Twelve schools are bad at academics, but like they're just this excellent excellent academic institution. Obviously, Georgia Institute of Technology. Their sports have been weirdly bad. They they don't really fit in as well into the Atlanta sports culture that much. They get you on television sets there, but they don't get you that many eyeballs. Basketball has not been very consistently good for them, right? We know Josh Pastner obviously got that group with Jose Alvarado to the 
uh, to the NCAA tournament a couple of years ago, but it's not been a consistently strong performance out of that group. And then Georgia Tech football has been down, and we know how hard it is for that school to get kids qualified because of how strong their academics are. So all of these things tie into the situation at hand for this school, for these schools, right? You know, overall, you have to consider what they bring to the table. And while some bring big cities, just like, are the program strong enough? Do people care enough in those cities? And if you, you know, big 12 basketball is in Atlanta, like it's great. How much, you know, I, I think they'd, they'd take that if they could, but like, is it that beneficial? You know, is that mutually beneficial for, for both leagues? Like, I, I think it's, I think it'd be decent enough for the big 12 just to do it, just to add it, just to have another school there. Right. They could pair up with UCF pretty well. They help you establish more of that East Coast presence. They are in a major, major American city, allows you to do more things there. And obviously, Atlanta, you know, a cultural hub, too. Uh, and, you know, Brett, your remark did, did did talk about wanting to be at the intersection of, you know, of culture and sport and all of those things. So they could kind of fit with that vibe, that aesthetic there. Um I think the best fit overall, like I think Virginia Tech actually is kind of a Big 12 school in some ways. I would love to have the Hokies there, but I think they'd stick with Virginia and I think they'd go somewhere else. I do think it's it's still a strong brand, even though they've been fading. That's a strong brand with a good fan base and a lot of people recognize Virginia Tech. Louisville, I think they'd get gobbled up by somebody, but I think there's a ch- I think that that one's probably a better chance than Virginia Tech. Uh, I think Louisville and Pitt are kind of the two options that I look at and say, all right, they, they make sense because they do kind of fit into some geographical hub or some kind of geographical sense, right? In the same area as West Virginia, in the same area as Cincinnati, in this, you know, kind of Iowa State-ish, if you want to even put it like there, they do make sense to pair up. That's what they call West Virginia and Pitt. You know, it's the backyard brawl for a reason. They're in each other's backyards, Right. So those do fit in some ways. NC State and Georgia Tech get you more towards the east. I prefer Georgia Tech just because being in Atlanta, getting a school like that would be good, uh, you know, just to put you in a city like that. But the problem is worried about the athletics. So if you want to go for the best quality of athletics, NC State's better. But from being in a big city, Georgia Tech is better. And then the very availables, I don't see much value in taking on Boston College and Wake Forest. People just don't watch the games. They, Especially Wake Forest football, it's a good program right now. If you kind of do account out of all of these, like Syracuse basketball, probably the strongest brand out of all of it. But performance-wise, Wake Forest football is out of the major sports what's been performing the best out of it. You know, if you take Syracuse football, excuse me, Syracuse football, Syracuse basketball, Wake Forest football, Wake basketball, Boston College football, Boston College basketball, um, the best brand is Syracuse football. The best performing in terms of athletics is going to be Wake Forest. And so um, three good private schools, but that they don't really do a whole lot for you. And Syracuse has a loud fan base, once again, because a lot of folks in the journalism community went to Syracuse. I have plenty of friends who went to the Qs, but it's not doing a ton for you. So in this situation, the ACC breaks up. Like I really only see, I think, two additions. I don't think it's a situation we're going to see. There's four possible ones, but I really only think they, they get two. If that, you know, if it didn't mean we're just going to a straight-up Super League as it is, you know, if the ACC breaking up, uh, if that's what happens. So... Yeah, I think it's um, you know, I think as that deadline approaches, uh, you know, that deadline of for Tuesday, um, you know, it looks like the the, the Florida State's going to remain in the ACC for now. But I mean, this is something that I think we're going to re- revisit, and it's fun to kick around. But I think ultimately, it's something that we are going to revisit here because I do not think the Knowles are long for the ACC. 
uh, in terms of like their plans. Like, I think at some point they're going to be able to, they're going to be able to try to do something down the line to cut it free. Like I, I don't think this is a conversation that just gets tabled till 2036. Texas and OU left with three years left to go. And I think that eight, the schools, <clears throat> excuse me, Florida state, Miami, and Clemson are going to put all of their brain power into figuring out how they can get out of that league as fast as possible. Uh, and it might take them a few years. I think that's the most likely case. Uh, I think that's the most likely uh, case for them. So uh, while it's most likely, I don't think it's, you know, it's, it's imminent, but I think we have to consider what the big 12 would do in a situation like that. Cause they try to strengthen their situation to make sure they are included with the big two. Uh, and, you know, and, there's Louisville for basketball is the best one, but Louisville basketball has not been very good recently too. Pitt, I think is the one that kind of geographically partners up, gets you a rivalry game as well. Fits you into that Midwestern area. Might as well take Pitt and Louisville if you could. But once again, no guarantee that's going to be the case. All right. That will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on the X at NWPod365. Make sure you guys find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Please, please, please subscribe to the channel. Uh, that helps us out and find the show wherever y'all get your podcasts. All right, folks, talk to you tomorrow.